Hello, brother. I'm Grace. Hello, brother. I'm Stephanie. And this is Doppelgangers. Today, we're talking about season six, episode 13 of The Vampire Diaries, which is called The Day I Tried to Live. Also called The Day Live pissed me the fuck off yet again. <laughs> For Bonnie, actually, that was The Day I Tried to Die. <laughs> yeah. For Liv, it was The Day I Tried to Be Stupid. And she succeeded being stupid, so. Yeah. The Day I Was Stupid. Tyler, the day I got a taste of my own medicine. Stefan and Caroline, the day I almost kissed. Kai, the day I learned what empathy is. <laughs> Much to unpack before we get into any of it. Here's a quick ad. As always, I'll start by reading the synopsis from Vampire Diaries Wiki. Determined to celebrate Bonnie's birthday, Elena convinces Jeremy that it's what Bonnie would have wanted. After piecing the broken Ascendant back together, Elena, Jeremy, and Damon attempt to send Bonnie a message, but the situation turns dire when they make an unsettling discovery. Meanwhile, after uncovering Stefan's secret about his great-niece Sarah Salvatore, Enzo enlists a reluctant Matt to help interfere with her life. Elsewhere, Stefan keeps a close eye on Caroline as she unconventionally attempts to cope with everything going on around her. Lastly, realizing it might be time to move on with his life, Jeremy contemplates leaving Mystic Falls for good. We open the episode in the prison world. We haven't seen Bonnie in a while. They really let us go like weeks without hearing from Bonnie. Yeah, so no wonder she's depressed. Julie Pleck, your hatred of Cat Graham does not go unnoticed. It will come back to bite you. Karma is there and she's fighting. Bonnie makes breakfast for herself. Uh, she opens an orange juice container and the bottle cap says, you're a winner. Uh, she doesn't laugh because that's not funny. Just upsetting. And then she circles the day on the calendar and she says, happy birthday, Bonnie. And then tosses the calendar in the fire and eats. And at first it's like, girl, you need that calendar. But no, she's going to kill herself. Yeah, that's it. I was like, get the calendar back. You're going to lose track of the days. Yeah. We go to some garage. It must be the garage at the Salvatore house. Jeremy is lifting weights. Elena drives up and she has just like a comical amount of balloons. And she says, oh, hey, want to give me a hand? And Jeremy says, a little busy here. He's just lifting weights. Yeah, you can you can put the weight down. Who are you bulking for? Your girlfriend's not around. Also, you should have someone spotting you. Well, he's supernaturally strong, but still. Then you should have someone supernatural spotting him. <laughs> Safety is still important. Safety is still key. Elena says, fine, you're on decoration duty. It's Bonnie's birthday. Jeremy says, I know what today is. Who put Jeremy on decoration duty? I know. Elena says, you know how she would have wanted us to spend it. She would have wanted us to celebrate by cooking her favorite foods, watching her favorite movies. And Jeremy says, so we're having a birthday party where the guest of honor never shows up. That's not depressing. Well, it's depressing regardless. So you might as well have a party. Yeah, the only way it's not depressing is if you weren't aware it's her birthday. But we're past that. So let's at least have a day. Just eat cake. It's not that serious. Elena says, or we could celebrate you going to art school. Or wait, actually, we can't because I found your application in the garbage. Why didn't you tell me you were thinking of going to art school? And he says, the only class I'm passing is study hall. They'll never let me in. Art school, famously really serious about GPAs. Yeah, not to be this bitch, but I think you can get in. And I love them revisiting Jeremy's artist era. We really haven't touched it in like seasons. Yeah. And I'm happy we're back. They're like, he's still drawing. It is also funny to be like, I'm never going to get into school. Good thing your sister can compel people. Yeah. You can go wherever you want. What art school is your top choice? 
ethically, I have no issue with him taking advantage of that. Yeah, I would too. I mean, school admissions are stupid. There's enough untalented people in art school. What's another one? And also, he clearly doesn't want to go to a famous art school. He doesn't want to go to like Parsons or I don't know other famous art schools for like painting. Sure. He wants to go to it like Santa Fe Art Academy. It doesn't even sound like a college. It sounds like they don't give out degrees there, which, you know what? No shade. I don't care if you don't get a degree. Yeah. But it's like if they're not offering you a degree, I'm guessing the admissions are going to be a little bit easier, even if you're failing classes, like it will come down to your portfolio. Yeah. I think the admissions are like, is the portfolio good? And if it's not, can you pay full price for tuition? Great. You're in. Have fun. <laughs> Enjoy your art school. Elena says, Jeremy, I've seen your portfolio. You're good. Jeremy says, okay, well, I'm not leaving without knowing if Bonnie's okay or not. So we've got a mission today. Inside the Salvatore house, Caroline is on the phone. She's calling her mom. And she says, mom, no, I'm not calling to check up on you, okay? I'm just about to start making Bonnie's birthday cake. And I wanted to make sure your recipe called for three eggs instead of four, right? We can see that the cake is baked. Yeah. So she's clearly just calling to check up on her, which I'm sure Liz knows. Liz didn't find this for a second. Liz is like, you just started baking the cake and the party starts in an hour? She said, Caroline. <laughs> Caroline says, okay, I'm just a phone call away if you need. And obviously, Liz hangs up on her. <laughs> and then Caroline spots Miss Cuddles and she gasps. And Stefan comes in. And Caroline says, is it just me or do her eyes follow you around the room? And Stefan says, it's definitely you. Caroline says, I haven't seen Miss Cuddles in 12 years. And Stefan says, oh yeah, that's the bear Bonnie brought back from 1994. I guess she lost the original. Caroline's like, obviously, I know who Miss Cuddles is. You don't have to tell me that. Caroline's like, that's actually my best friend. So, yeah, I know who Miss Cuddles is. I think I know a little bit more about Bonnie and Miss Cuddles than you. Yeah. And she proves that by saying, well, actually, Bonnie didn't lose her. I took her. Because when Bonnie and I were little, we got in this huge fight. So to get back at her, I bear-napped Miss Cuddles. And then I didn't want my mom to come home and find out. So I buried her in the woods. I even left some M&Ms to mark the spot where I left her. But something must have eaten them. Classic Caroline reaction to something. You gotta respect it. She is just like me. They're still friends. The fight didn't ruin their friendship. <laughs> Stefan says, well, I'm pretty sure Bonnie's over it by now. Caroline says, well, Miss Cuddles isn't. She's out there all alone, like Bonnie. You know what? I'm gonna go find her. It's Bonnie's birthday. And Stefan says, you know, Caroline, you've been going through a lot lately. You think maybe you're just a little bit confused about what you're actually sad about? Now, you can say a lot of things about Stefan. He knows how to spot unhealthy emotional behaviors because, oh, he lives in that world. Well, I think Caroline's like, no, I know what I'm sad about, but I'm just going to I'm going to fix it by getting the bear. Yeah, because it's something I can control. She's like, I understand that's probably not the best reaction, but it's my reaction. <laughs> it's like when my dog was dying and I chose to be in denial up until the very last second. I knew it wasn't necessarily the correct reaction, but it worked for me. Did it, though? I mean... It put off the pain. (laughs) Caroline says, yes, I probably am confused, but my mom's dying. My best friend is stuck in an alternate universe and her bear is in a hole in the woods. And there's only one of those things I can do anything about. Without fucking Bonnie in the real world, fucking Caroline is now the punching bag. And I would beg, beg to make Elena the punching bag for one day. I beg it too. Give one of these other two girls a break. Elsewhere in the kitchen, Damon is making a stacker of cupcakes. There's like less than 10 of them. Where'd you even find a pack this small? (laughs) To himself, Damon says, happy birthday, Bonbon. 
And Elena comes in with some bag and she looks at the cupcakes and she says, oh, do you think we could sneak one before the party? Again, there's less than 10. Um, and Damon says, I think Caroline might fry us in the sun. And Elena says, worth the risk. And he feeds her one cupcake and she acts like she's never had a cupcake before in her life. She like moans. It's like, girl, can we not do the cupcake thing? Can we not do the thing where like, oh my God, I love cupcakes so much, blah, 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 blah. This was kind of the height of the cupcake trend, I think. I've been thinking about this lately because, and not to get totally off Vampire Diaries, but I've been reading some Sarah J. Mass books. I imagine that some of our listeners also read Sarah J. Mass books. Yeah, I imagine this overlap. I read the Akatar series. I'm in the Throne of Glass series now, for those curious. And this is true of this series, but also of many movies where they want to make like the girl interesting i guess i wouldn't even say interesting is like she just really likes sweets that's just they love to give that trade out they do it to bonnie later in this episode too yeah he's like oh bonnie wouldn't have wanted us to let cake go to waste like is she that much into cake it's like they all love sweets but they're skinny so it's cute yeah it's very it's something that's just been bugging me at the top of my mind lately because i've been reading those sarah j mass books and then to see it here it's like oh my god we get it women like cupcakes everyone likes a fucking cupcake dude there is, I read a one of my little rom-com books where it's like this girl will not shut the fuck up about how badly she wants a brownie. And it's like, just go eat a fucking brownie then. Like you yeah. already have a fake boyfriend for your sister's wedding. I think you can handle the brownie. Like, I don't think that's going to make you gain so much weight that it's going to offset whatever other bullshit you have happening right now. Yeah, it's a characteristic that they love to be like, oh, she's like a normal girl. She's not super weird. But she's not not weird. Yeah, she's not one of those stupid girls who diets because women love to diet. And it's like every woman eats a lot of different types of foods. Yeah. But, but thank you for deciding to make a trait out of it, I guess. <laughs> it's not groundbreaking that someone would want a cupcake at a party. Yeah. Like, don't act like it's like so. <laughs> so the moan, I'm like, shut up. <laughs> and I feel like it used to be like, oh, a girl will order a burger instead of a salad. But they're like, well, that's too far. Yeah. Now she just wants one cupcake, but just one. It's right around the buy me pizza and touch my butt era. Yeah. Where it's like, oh my God, everyone likes pizza. It's not a fucking character trait to like pizza. That's the whole thing about pizza. Is everyone likes it. Why do you think people came up with pizza parties? (laughs) Damon wipes the chocolate off Elena's face. It's like, can you two get a room, please? It's like, can you just fucking eat a cupcake like a normal person? We already had to do the whole little cupcake trait thing, and now it has to be sexy, too. Eat a cupcake or have sex or do both. I really don't give a fuck. Just don't include me in it at this point. (laughs) Just cut away. Let me see what Sterilines up to if we're going to do this. And then we have a really, you know, nothing of a conversation here where Elena says, oh, we never talked about the fact that you kissed me. He says, yeah, you kissed me back. That's the whole point of kissing. You don't have to talk about it. She says, oh, I'm good with it. And he says, yeah. And she says, yeah, we're good. He says, is this the talk? And she says, pretty much. What was the point of that scene? I know they liked kissing. I saw them kiss. I think they're like, we need to make it clear they're dating again. You didn't need to make that clear. Didn't make that clear in that scene. I think this was their attempt at making it clear without being like, so we're dating now. I'm not saying it was well done. <laughs> I just think like we could have cut this scene and <laughs> no one would have blinked an eye. Yeah. Obviously, I don't even like the cupcake thing, but the cupcake thing at least, like, relates to the plot of the episode. It's like, we know you guys like each other. I don't care what happens to y'all, date or don't. I want you to date. Once you kissed, we assumed you were dating. And to even have a conversation about it at this point is stupid. Like, I know how you two are. 
once you kiss, you're going to be dating. It's just like, it feels a little silly that you haven't been dating this whole time. So I was just going to like ignore that. Yeah. Let's not waste time with the scene between you two unless the scene is Elena getting her bullshit fucking memories back. Okay. Yeah. But then Kai calls out. He's like, hello. And Elena says, wait, no, that's not possible because why would he? And Damon says, well, he didn't because he's all merged. He's packed and he's on his way back to Portland. And Kai comes in, clearly not on his way back to Portland. Yeah. And he says, oh, my God, I forgot how massive this house was. Cupcakes. See, it's cute when he does it. (laughs) Kai says, sorry, am I interrupting something? And Damon says, what are you doing here? Kai says, you know, funny thing. I need your help. And he holds up a letter. And Elena says, why would we give a letter to Joe? And Kai says, I haven't been able to find her using a locator spell. And, you know, like, good for her. Because under normal circumstances, I'd be super jazzed to gouge out her belly button. Elena says, why would we help you? And Kai says, in case you haven't figured it out by now. I am a sociopath. I know that is a shocker, uh, but I do like being a sociopath. I'm not burdened by things like guilt or love. So then this merge happened with my brother, Luke, and I won, which was great because I absorbed his ability to do magic. But now I can't stop thinking about how Luke died, how Liv's life is ruined. For some horrible reason, I can't shake how badly I feel about it. And I wasn't buying this at the beginning. I do buy it eventually later. Yeah. But at this point, I'm like, really, he's messing with (laughs) y'all. But Elena does bite on this pretty immediately. She says, you feel bad? Kai says, yeah. So when I absorbed Luke's magic, I must have gotten some of his qualities or something. Like empathy. Obsessed with him literally absorbing empathy. Go Luke. Not to harp on this because what's done is done. Maybe if they had let Joe and Kai merge, he would have been much nicer. Yeah. Kai says, so I googled how to process emotional pain. And they said, if you write everything down in a letter and burn it, you'll be healed. So I started writing and this water literally started pooling in my eyes. Has that ever happened to you guys? Like water oozing out of my eyeballs like I'm some alien creature excreting fluids. And Elena's like, I do that constantly. Elena says, you mean you cried? And Kai says, yes. Then after that was done, I burned the letter and the feelings were still there. So I really feel strongly that Joe needs to know how sorry I am for destroying our family. And they're not really like hooked into this. So Kai does make it personal. He says, let's face it. I mean, Elena, you of all people should be willing to look past the questionable things I've done to see that there's good somewhere in me. You did it with Damon. And Damon said, okay, we're done here. We're not turning this on me. Damon said, no, leave me out of it. Damon said, do not remind her that I killed her brother. He said, trust me, you can get Elena on the hook with this without mentioning me. Yeah. Elena says, actually, what if there's something he can do for us in exchange? Now, this is a mogul mindset. Yeah. This is a bitch on top of her shit. This I do respect. Yeah, because she said, fine, if you're so fucking empathetic, do us a favor then. Way to call his bluff, because like, worst case scenario, Bonnie's still in the prison world. Yeah, this was smart of her. She does occasionally slay. I mean, it's getting rare, but it's it happens. Elena used to queen so often. I miss it. <laughs> we go over to Duke. And it's like, oh no. It's like, not this. <laughs> it's like, Enzo, baby, don't do this to me. Enzo and Matt are sitting in a car. And Matt says, so I'm guessing you didn't bring me here to watch you perv out on some co-ed. And Enzo says, not just any (laughs) co-ed. He says, meet the real Sarah Salvatore, the hothouse flower Stefan's been keeping secret all these years. Matt asks what I have been asking, which is, why do you even care? It's a super fair question. It's worth asking. Enzo says, well... Because Damon thinks he killed Sarah, and instead of absolving him, Stefan's been using Damon's guilt to keep him in check. Not very brotherly, now, is it? This argument is so flawed. 
because A, Damon is not suffering over this right now at all. He doesn't think of it. And B, Sarah may have lived, but he did still kill a bunch of people that day. So a good chunk of the guilt he's feeling for that day is warranted. Yeah. And Stefan's not holding it over him. And honestly, if Stefan went to Damon today and said, hey, I feel like we are in a better place in our relationship now, I can tell you. Zach and Gail's daughter lived. I have her somewhere. I didn't tell you because honestly, I didn't trust you. And Damon would be like, that's super fair. I was in a bad place then. I don't blame you for that. I love you, my brother. Let's have some bourbon. I just don't feel like it would be big drama. Well, it's very much like he's holding it over him. He hasn't mentioned it to him. Literally. Like, it's not like he's saying like, hey, remember when you killed that baby? Like, he's never brought it up. Yeah. It's a misread of the situation. I do think Enzo is editorializing the, the knowledge he has. He knows that Stefan kept this girl a secret and he knows it's because Damon killed her mom. Yeah. He filled in the blanks there a little bit. Mm-hmm. Was he qualified to do that? Not so much. As I've said before, do I think Enzo is allowed to hate Stefan? Absolutely. But to come here and make it like, I'm doing this like for Damon. That's not true. You're doing this for you because you hate Stefan. And that's fine. Do revenge for whatever reason you want to do it. But don't act like you're like, I'm here because I value brotherhood. You don't shut up. No, you want revenge and you want to fuck stuff up and you found a way to somehow justify that, which is fine. If that's enough justification for you, all good. It's not really necessary, but I guess men have to have hobbies. And, you know, many people have made much worse decisions than this. Yeah. I would appreciate this so much more. If Enzo just said, I'm doing this because I hate Stefan and I want to make him feel bad. Because then I'd be like, cool. Because if it was really about him feeling upset that Stefan didn't tell Damon this, he would have just told Damon this. Yeah. Matt says, so I help you destroy some innocent girl or what? You're going to kill me? Go ahead and kill me. Now, unfortunately, Enzo calls his bluff real quick. Yeah. Enzo says, I don't want to kill you, Matt. Just do a few simple tasks. Matt says, okay, well, screw you. I'm not going to be your bitch for the rest of my life. Enzo said, "Mm, I think you will. Enzo grabs his throat and says, look, I don't want to kill you, but I will kill you. Matt, you know, keeps his head high. And Enzo says, that's very brave. I admire your tolerance for pain. Does that run in the family? Just wondering if your mother shares the same pain threshold. Took a drive down to South Carolina to take a peek at Mama Donovan. Quite a dish. When do you even have time to do that? (laughs) Like, literally. A, this is funny because... Enzo's not really going to kill Matt because he does need someone to do some tasks that he clearly has no interest in doing himself. Maybe because there's a larger plan. Maybe he just doesn't want to. So he needs someone to do tasks for him. And he doesn't have a lot of options for people. Like, sure, he could go compel some random guy. Yeah. But he can hold more over Matt. But killing Matt is just more inconvenient. And guess what? If he kills Matt, you know who's going to turn on him? Caroline, and he's going to lose any goodwill in the group that he does want to be accepted into. He doesn't want to deal with the fallout from killing Matt. And Matt doesn't really realize this. I mean, to be fair, he had a hand on his throat, so I don't think he's, like, thinking a few steps ahead. And also, what else does Matt have to do right now? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't hurt to practice your flirting, Matt, because let's be honest, you could use it. Yeah. Enzo lets Matt go and says, good, now that's settled. It's time for you to get to know Sarah Salvatore. This is also funny because... Threatening Matt's mom, like, obviously Matt doesn't want his mom to die, but when is the last time Matt called his mom? Yeah. 
it's kind of all Enzo has to threaten Matt with, and it is like enough, but I feel like Matt could be like, yeah, okay, go fuck my mom then. We go over to the Salvatore house. Kai is holding the Ascendant. This is the one that he broke. Uh, Elena tried to fix it, and it looks janky. It's it's decidedly not fixed. Yeah. Kai says, sad attempt at iron welding. And Elena says, I tried. Elena's like, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Do I look like I've iron welded before? Be serious. <laughs> Kai says, well, I can't bring Bonnie back with this. Elena says, I thought you were the all-powerful leader of the Gemini Coven now. Get his ass. Yeah, say it, Elena. Kai says, I destroyed this so it couldn't be used again. Damon says, well, could we use that hunk of junk to send a message at least? It's her birthday. And Kai says, it is. He's like, that's my bestie. He said, wait, I want to see her on her birthday. (laughs) And then Damon really plays into the empathy thing. Because Damon's like, if he's got empathy, I'm going to use that. Mm -hmm. He says, it is. You know, it's really sad. Or Bonbon's going to be getting all dressed up for a party no one's even going to show up to. I wonder if she even knows that it's her birthday. Or do all the days just blend into one vast sea of misery? I wonder. And meanwhile, Elena's like giggling. I know. Because she's like, oh, that's giving. (laughs) She said, oh, she's a nice one. Kai does look sad. And then he says, okay, well, you know, one of the crown wheels survived. That's a positive. Plus, I am mega powerful. Damon says, yeah. (laughs) He said, well, I I am really good at stuff. So I guess that. Kai says, oh, what do you want to say? And your message to her. And Damon says, if Bonnie needs magic to get out, we just need to tell her where to find some. And it's like, well, where are you going to find some? <laughs> the knife's gone. <laughs> exactly. We go over to Liv's dorm. And it's like, oh, here we go with this. Yeah, Liv is crying when Tyler comes in. She's holding like a white dress. And she says, I was going to wear this for the marriage ceremony. The dress I would have died in. Why'd you pick out a dress, but you never even said you were going to do it? Yeah, you picked out a dress even though you were like, we're not merging, we're never merging. Sounds like you just bought a new dress. <laughs> yeah. And she throws it out because she's like, why do I buy white? I don't even like white. Maybe she thought it would be dramatic, like if she bled or something. There's no bleeding. But maybe she didn't know that. I wonder if it's like a requirement. Like they're like, you have to wear white for the marriage, like how Mormons wear white. Yeah, if it's like an official ceremony. Yeah. Although Joe and Kai didn't. It doesn't It doesn't seem like it's a, a rule, but it could be. Maybe her and Luke decided they were going to do it. Because they were like, this is kind of cult behavior and we kind of want to call attention to that. I mean, honestly, if I was merging, I'd do a matching fit. I'd do like a look. I think it'd be funny. Liv throws the dress out and says, how could Luke do this? Well, you know how. He did it so you wouldn't have to die. Yeah, he saved you. You're welcome. And then Tyler says, he didn't do this to you. And the right end of that sentence would be, he did this for you. Yeah. Uh, but that's not how Tyler ends his sentence. Tyler says, Kai did. Kai tried to merge with somebody else. Kai didn't give a fuck about you two. He was actively against you merging. He wasn't against you dying, but he didn't want you to merge. Yeah. And Tyler says, and Kai's going to finish what he started by killing you and every other Gemini. So grab whatever you need and let's get out of here or else Luke will have died for nothing. One thing about Tyler, he's going to run the fuck away. Yeah, one thing about Tyler, he's going on the run. He wants to use his duffel bag so bad. (laughs) Liv says, just haul ass out of here like my dad. Ideally, you would have gone with your dad. Your your dad had a point. He didn't want to die. (laughs) (laughs) She says, live out the rest of my life wondering, is today the day that Kai finds me? I should have just done the stupid merge. Girl, I've been saying. I mean, we all tried to tell you that, but you just had to fucking live. 
Well, guess what? You're living. Isn't this fun? Isn't this what you wanted? Isn't it fun to get what you want? You selfish bitch. She says, you know, at least if we did the merge, Luke and I would still be together. All our lives, we've never been apart. I don't know how to do this. <laughs> can you imagine? So I know this isn't a funny time because obviously that's sad what she just said. But can you imagine if we merged and you won and you just all of a sudden got super anxious because I just have anxiety. Like, that's the thing you got. I just absorbed your depression. Yeah. Like, man. And if we merged and I won, I just never shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, damn, doesn't this bitch have any good qualities? (laughs) Just thinking about it. If we merged, you would get all of the Vampire Diaries spoiled for you. Because you'd get all my knowledge. Like, no! (laughs) Tyler says, I'm so sorry, Liv. Because what else can he say? Yeah, because she is going through a rough time. Now, granted, some of it is her own fault, but that doesn't mean it's not a rough time. Yeah. She says, I can't run, Tyler. Kai took my entire life. There's nowhere for me to go. Tyler says, look at me. Whatever you want to do, I'll help you get through it. That's a nice promise. That's like, that's vague. It's a realistic promise because it it's pretty vague. So you can do it. Unfortunately, she's not going to let you do that. Yeah. And unfortunately, she doesn't have a realistic goal. Yeah. She says, I want to kill Kai. No, that's, that's stupid. It's stupid. There's no other word. There's no other word for this plan. And Tyler should be like, hey. I hear that reaction, trust me. Because let me tell you a little story about a man named Klaus. I really wanted to kill him. I couldn't. And that didn't bring my mother back. So I think you need to pivot. Yeah, I really wanted to kill this guy to get revenge for my mother. And my mother's dead and and Klaus is still not. So you do the math. And I ended up single as a result. So, you know, I'm just telling you it didn't work so well for me. Just think about that. Let's all be realistic about killing our all-powerful enemy. Maybe pick a less powerful enemy. Well, And and we'll get to this later. If you want to kill Kai so bad, there's a number of weapons you could bring that would pretty much guarantee it. Yeah, None of which she bothered to grab. It doesn't seem like she even brought a weapon. She just showed up there. Showed up on pure, pure hateful vibes. Go buy a gun. You're in Virginia. It can't be hard. Yeah. We go over to the Salvatore house. Elena says, okay, well, we know Joe stored her magic in a hunting knife, and Bonnie sent hers over with Miss Cuddles. What receptacle of magic am I not thinking of? And I was doing the same thing, because I was like, didn't we use up all the little receptacles we have? Yeah. And Damon says, let me give you a hint. Scorned lover. And Elena says, Catherine. And Damon says, older. And Elena says, Silas. And Damon says, hotter. And she says, I don't know, Silas is pretty hot. And Damon's like, shut up. He said, I set myself up for that one, but I don't appreciate you taking it. He said, that's actually not a funny joke is the thing. <laughs> yeah. And then Elena says, oh, Katsia, her blood is on Silas's tombstone. It's filled with magic. And Damon says, yep. So in Bonnie land, that means that on an island off Nova Scotia, it is a big magical battery waiting to be tapped. We just need to remind Bonnie of that. Granted, we don't really know how she gets the magic out of there. That's not really our business. It makes as much sense as it needs to. Yeah. I don't care. It's episode 13. Get Bonnie out of the fucking prison world. I'm tired of it. What is she still fucking doing there? I thought she'd be out in like episode five. I know. It's like, oh my God, we're more than halfway through season six and Bonnie's been in the prison world the whole time. Bonnie's still in the prison world. Elena still doesn't have any fucking memories. At least the border is gone. Yeah. But like, have you guys fixed anything? And now Liz has terminal cancer. Yeah. So what exactly have you gotten done? Oh, I got a girlfriend. 
that's a win. <laughs> that's that's a bigger win than most of these things. Let's be honest. That's harder to do than get rid of the magic water. Yeah. Elena says, oh, what reminded you of Silas's headstone? And Damon says, oh, I was going to plan a trip there, change of scenery. You know, there's only so much you can take of Mystic Falls on repeat. Was he really planning a trip to Nova Scotia? What did remind him? Why was he planning a trip? That's a good question. I was thinking it was because he wanted to, like, access magic or, like, maybe get Silas out in that timeline. Why would he want to get Silas out? I don't know, to help to use some magic. If no other people are there, you could assume that maybe Silas isn't there in his tomb. That's true. That is true. I guess I just assumed it was access to the magic. Of course, now I'm going to have to go back to season four knowledge. You do have to go back to season four knowledge. I'm going to tell you there's something very obvious. Oh, the cure. The cure. I didn't want to set you up too much for that. I knew you could get there. <laughs> no, I knew I was I was like, there was something with Silas in there. <laughs> it's like, it's like, what else was Silas up to? Like, <laughs> So do you think Damon was going to try to get the cure? Yeah. What for? For Lena or for himself to make it easier to die. <laughs> I, I think probably for Lena in the hope that he could come back and have that for her if she wanted it. Interesting. Ty says, oh, thank God. You two together is still totally revolting to me. Finally, a familiar <laughs> feeling. Luke didn't take me over completely. Number one, no way in hell Luke shipped Delena after Elena's little drug thing. Yeah, Luke didn't care for either of these two. Yeah. Just by themselves, so he certainly didn't care for them together. He didn't care for them together, and the two of them together was revolting to him. That's a shared opinion you two had. <laughs> Common ground. Jeremy enters, and he says, what the hell is Kai doing here? Jeremy's like, are we not having just a fun birthday party anymore? And if we are, who invited him? I'm sorry. I was told I had to like be here for a birthday party. And now a sociopath is here who we hate. Thanks, guys. Thanks. We got to the woods. Caroline has a shovel and she starts to dig. Stefan is behind her watching. Caroline says, if you're going to creepily stalk me, you could have at least brought a shovel. And Stefan says, no, I'm not big on digging. Calluses. <laughs> she says, you bury corpses all the time. And he says, yeah, but I don't dig them up. He dug up his dad that one time. That was just once, though. Caroline is digging, and Stefan says, so do you really think that finding a teddy bear will make everything right in the world? She said, yes. She says, you know what? You are right. This is such a waste of time. I really should be at the dive bar picking a fight with a stranger in order to feel pain. Got his ass. Even though this is kind of her equivalent of that, but we'll get there. <laughs> yes. I mean, she got his ass, but unfortunately he did get her ass as well. Yeah. She won the battle. He will win the war. Yeah, it is the controlling your own emotions Olympics and they are competing for the silver and the gold and they are neck and neck. <laughs> Caroline says, if you think I'm insane, I get it. I probably am, but nobody's forcing you to be here. And Seven says, well, I should probably stay. Keep an eye on you in case you have a psychotic breakdown. And they smile. Yeah, they laugh. But he's like, no, but I'm serious. He's like, I'm joking, because if I said this with like any seriousness, you would not respond well. But like, that is why I'm here. Yeah. We go over to the Salvatore house. Kai is still working on fixing the Ascendant. And Jeremy says, you know, people don't just change like that. And Damon says, yeah, well, people don't usually merge with their siblings either. Kai says, for the record, I would have been fine with any of Luke's qualities. The hair, the whole gay thing. You know what? Maybe not the height, though. You can't even let him rest. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy says, you seriously buy this? And Elena says, I'm not saying we have to like him, but if there's a way for us to tell Bonnie how she can get out... And Jeremy says, we should trust the guy that changed personalities overnight. It's good for someone to raise this, but also 
who else is going to do this for you? So it's kind of like, yeah, might as well use this to your advantage. Kai says, think of it like Elena in reverse. You know, she was human, pure, dating the good Salvatore. Then she became an undead blood vacuum, stopped caring about right and wrong and started dating the bad one. Elena says, that's not how it happened. Girl. (laughs) It is an oversimplification, but it's not incorrect. The overarching story is there. It's correct. Which I think she knows, which is why she's taking it a little personally. Yeah, and Kai says, well, I'm sure I missed a detail or two, but I'm just paraphrasing what Damon told me in the prison world. So we already got this information from Damon, so it's like, yeah, of course it's fucking true. Well, and of course Damon is like, I've ruined her. He knows that he's the bad brother if we're gonna go with the dichotomy there. He knows who he is. Damon says, you know, speaking of the prison world, there's a witch over there that we'd like to save, so why don't you get your Gemini jumper cables and fix that thing? Because he's like, we need to get off this topic of conversation. Yeah, he's like, we don't have to talk about me. Let's go get Pawnee. We go over to Liv's dorm. Liv is doing some kind of spell. And Tyler says, what are you doing? And Liv says, when Luke and I were kids, we'd play hide and seek. We figured out a way to cheat by using a spell to see through each other's eyes. Why don't you just play hide and seek? Also, I don't really think that necessarily helps with hide and seek with the Gemini coven. Because one thing about y'all is y'all are going to disappear. Like, everyone was already cheating. There were no rules here. Also, if I knew that someone was going to cheat by trying to look through my eyes, you know what I'd do? Close my fucking eyes. Yeah. (laughs) Nice try. She continues the spell, and she can see through Kai's eyes. And she sees Damon saying, come on, Kai, you done yet? So she's pissed. (laughs) Yeah, so she's not happy. Uh, So Liv says, the bastard's at the Salvatore house. And Tyler says, why would he be there? And Liv says, I don't know. Liv said, I didn't get that much information. I don't care. I'm just trying to go kill a dude today. She says, of course, Damon would find a reason to work with him. And Tyler says, hey, I know how pissed you are. I get that probably more than anybody. But and then Liv says, but what? I'm just supposed to live with it. Something tells me you didn't just punch a wall after your mom died. He said, well, if you would let me finish, I would actually tell you the lesson to take from this. And for all intents and purposes, that is kind of all I did, even though I tried for more. (laughs) And then Tyler says, stop. Like it or not, Kai is your leader. And at first it's like, wait, what? Yeah, it's like, oh, who's sired now, bitch? Yeah. And then he says, you kill him and your entire coven dies. You, your dad, Joe, you. Yeah. Liv says, we're dead anyway. He'll kill his way through the coven. Our friends, the guy at the drive-thru who screws up his order. At least this way I can take him with me. Good thing you didn't merge. Good thing you didn't die in the merge. (laughs) Woohoo. Yeah, great job. She's a piece of work. Tyler says, hey, I told you if anybody tried to hurt you, they'd have to get through me first. Guess what? That includes you. He says, just try to get through me. Now, poor Tyler, he uh, he overestimates how hard it is to get through him. Yeah. She kisses him one time and then says a spell that makes him pass out. And she lays him on the ground. She says, sorry, Tyler. And she leaves. So she's handling this super well. Yeah. We go back over to Duke. Sarah is taking photos of leaves on the ground. So I know these photos are ass. Yeah. And then she's like, I got it. I'm done for the day. Not going to get any better than that. Starts packing up her camera. She said, well, I got the shot. (laughs) I got the shot. Matt watches her pack up. She has an empty bottle. She tries to toss it in the trash can and misses. She picks it up and then tosses it and misses again. You know, they're smiling at each other while this is happening. So funny when people litter. I love that. Yeah, littering's hysterical. 
Matt says, oh, I got it. And he grabs the bottle and he tosses it and he does make it in the trash can. Well, we don't see it, but we assume it does. But it would be so funny if he didn't. <laughs> they just have to keep getting closer. Like just, we don't all have to toss it from far away. It's okay to just put something right in the trash can. Yeah. Matt says, I'm guessing you're not here on a basketball scholarship. And Sarah says, that's not a regulation trash can. Good joke. <laughs> I laughed. <laughs> uh, she tries to leave. Because she's had enough of him already. She's like, mm, that's enough of you. Um, Matt says, oh, hey, uh, I saw your camera. I'm thinking about buying one. Do you like it? And A, this is like a bad move. But B, Matt's hurt isn't in this. I don't blame him for doing something lazy. Yeah, he doesn't really want to talk to her. He's like, I don't really want to flirt that bad. So I'm going to phone this one in. Because <laughs> you know what? One thing about Matt is he does flirt effectively when he wants to. In my recollection. I'm not sure if that's true. I think he flirted effectively with Rebecca, but I I don't think you could flirt ineffectively with Rebecca. If you look in Rebecca's direction, you got her. So yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, he flirted effectively with Nadia, but also Nadia, her self-esteem was in the toilet. I know that they're trying to convince us that he's like cute and also charming. I'm never getting there, so I'm, I'm biased. I'm sure him flirting would work with some people. It seems like it really works with the girls who are already into him. It really works on the damaged goods. Yeah. <laughs> All love. All love. I'm also damaged goods. <laughs> I'm not saying anything bad about women. Yeah. She says, it gets the job done. What kind of photography are you into? And he says, a little bit of everything. Just nature. <laughs> She's photographing. Let's just say, like, oh, I'm really into plants. Again, his heart's not really in it. So he's being vague. Yeah, he, he's like, whatever one you're into, I guess. Yeah. He said, I don't know, didn't realize there were different types. <laughs> yeah, he said photography. Um, she says, okay, well, it has good color reproduction, nice tonal range. You'll want to shoot raw if you don't want the highlights to get clipped. And you have no idea what I'm talking about, do you? Can you imagine if he was like, actually, yes, I do. Actually, yes, I do. And that's kind of rude that you yeah. thought I didn't. <laughs> he says, no, sorry. <laughs> he's like, why lie? <laughs> He says, I'll call this an L. I don't care. <laughs> he said, I think I've done enough. Can I leave now? He said, the sooner this conversation ends, the better for both of us. <laughs> she says, don't feel bad. You went for it. It's not your fault. You led with the second most common pickup line guys use when they see a girl with a camera. He says, what's the first? I would have used that if I thought of it. Out of curiosity. <laughs> Is the other one better? Yeah. Uh, she says, they offer to post for tasteful nudes. Ha ha ha. Hysterical. And Matt's like, good thing I didn't try that one. I wouldn't have been able to sell it. Yeah. He said, I picked the right one. She says, look, I'm flattered and I'm sure you're a nice guy. But he says, no, it's okay. I get it. She says, good luck with your photography. And she leaves. And Matt's like, okay, well, did what I could. Matt's like, well, I did my best. Uh, He turns away and Enzo is that he appears really fast. Yeah, like right behind him, of course, because he he has shit to say. Enzo says, you have an epic lack of game. And Matt says, I tried. (laughs) Matt says, I did. Not my best, but I, you know, I did something. Yeah. (laughs) Enzo says grunting at her would have been more effective, (laughs) which is not true, but it's funny. Well, and Enzo forgets that he has a leg up with the British accent. Yeah. If you gave Matt a British accent, I think he could go further. He could clean up a lot easier. Enzo says, now I've got to get you back on track. Give me your jacket, wallet, and cell phone. I would have negotiated it down to jacket and wallet, I think. Yeah. I need at least one of the three. (laughs) Yeah. You can have my jacket. I want my phone or my wallet. Ideally, my phone. Yeah. 
look, he doesn't do this, but it wouldn't be crazy if Enzo just like left him here. Exactly. <laughs> we go back over to the Salvatore house. Kai says, okay, so I can't send us back physically, but I can probably send a part of us back. And Elena says, probably. And Kai <laughs> says, remember the movie Ghost? Okay, well, Bonnie's going to be Demi Moore because she's the alive one, obvi. And we'll all be a collective Patrick Swayze, the ghost. <laughs> he says, BTW, how much does that suck about Patrick Swayze? Because Patrick Swayze had just died at this time. Yeah. Well, that had to be a shot coming out of the 90s. Can you imagine coming from 1994 into the current day and you just Google like, Celebrity deaths 1994 through 2017 or whatever. I'd be curious. I would be. Elena says, will she be able to see us or not? And Kai says, I don't know. I've never done this before. Kai's like, I'm making this up as I go. Yeah. He says, so let's all take a deep breath, close our eyes, and and then he starts the spell. There's wind, and then there's a light flash. Damon says, what happened to the pool table? There's a different table there, so that's how we know we're in the prison world. Mm-hmm. Elena says, oh my God, we made it. And then we see Bonnie. She is sitting with the big camcorder. She's got a cute little long sleeve black bodysuit on. She's giving. Great birthday outfit. Great death outfit. (laughs) Jeremy runs to her and calls her name, but she can't hear him, of course. And Jeremy says, like, oh, she can't hear us. Damon swipes his hand through a bunch of crystal and says, we can't touch anything either. Nice spell, Kai. What if you could have touched something? Yeah. And you break more cut crystal in this house? He's like, there's far too much cut crystal in this house in 1994. We got we to get this down. Yeah. Bonnie watches videos on the camcorder. The first one is the video of Damon saying, this place is hell. <laughs> and she says, drama queen. And then she fast forwards and there's a video of her and Damon where she's like, reporting to you live from Retro World, I'm Bonnie Bennett. Joining us today in the studio is special guest Damon Salvatore. And she shows him briefly and he looks like so confused. They're just giggling, being silly. They are. Being besties. She smiles, and then she opens some bourbon to drink. And Damon says, oh, no. And Elena says, what? And Damon says, yeah, that bottle of bourbon is the oldest one in the house. We made a pact if we couldn't take being trapped here alone for one more day, we'd kill that entire bottle, and then we'd kill ourselves. Yeah, and the second he says, oh, no, I'm like, oh, she's going to try to kill herself, which... I assumed the bourbon and some pills were going to be the way she went. She chose a different direction. Mm -hmm. In the Salvador house, everybody wakes up on the floor. They're not in the prison world anymore. And Elena says, wait, what happened? Why are we back here? And Kai says, I don't know. That spell must require too much magic. I lost my connection. And Damon says, then reconnect. And Kai says, well, actually, it's not that easy. And he's got a nosebleed. And he says, you see this blood? Guessing that's not a good sign. Elena says, Bonnie is going to kill herself. And Jeremy says, wait, can she do that? I just want to ask, like, can she die in the prison world? Good question, I think, to clarify. Yeah, great question. Kai says, I couldn't. Of course, it was my own personal solitary. They didn't want me to end my sentence early by killing myself. I tried every method in the book. I drove down to D.C. once because there's this museum that had an actual guillotine. Jeremy says, we get it. For whoever's not lucky enough to be you, dead means dead. Well, he didn't say that, and we don't know that. And I understand for the stakes of this episode that's more effective. Yeah. I've been assuming that since the one time Bonnie got stabbed. I mean, I think it's best to operate under that assumption and try not to die if you don't want to. Yeah. But we don't really know for sure. Elena says we have to stop her. You know, give her hope. Send her a message somehow. And Jeremy says, well, how? She couldn't hear us. Damon says the message is already there in the Atlas. I scribbled some notes on Nova Scotia. We just have to get her to see it. 
And Elena says, but how do we open an atlas if we can't touch anything? Great question. Mm-hmm. Damon says, we need to get Kai to crank up his witchy woo, don't we? So we can make physical contact. And Kai says, all while sending the three of you back over there? Sure, yeah, hey, why don't I reanimate your dead parents for a tea party while I'm at it? Sorry, that was insensitive. It's like, okay, I went a little far with that force of habit. And it is like, you don't need all three of you. Yeah. Jeremy says, why don't you just send me back? If we're only going to send one person, how about we send the person who knows where the note on Nova Scotia is? Yeah. I I mean, I would vote Damon. I understand that, like, we have to have a Jeremy and Bonnie scene. But do we? Uh, You know, I'll say this. After Liv and Tyler, Jeremy and Bonnie is a breath of fresh air. It is like, okay, you know what? (laughs) It could be so much worse. Maybe you guys are cute, I guess. You guys might as well be in love. (laughs) I don't have the same fire in me for it anymore. Yeah. Kai says, oh, yeah, that might work. Focus all my magic on one person. It might be enough of a boost that he can physically interact if I can hold the spell. Damon says, and if you cannot hold the spell? And Kai says, well, magic overwhelms me and I can't pull her out. He'd be stuck over there for eternity. And this is a little unclear. Like, A, the last time he got pulled out, because of his nosebleed, everyone just came out automatically with him. Mm-hmm. And two, if he did get stuck in, he could just say, oh, hey, Bonnie, I know where the magic is. Um, Let's go back together. So maybe I think what it's implying is that, like, he could get stuck in this middle ground where he's there, but they can't interact. Yeah. Which would totally suck. And don't worry, Jeremy's used to that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Elena is not in favor of this plan. But Jeremy says, look, if I can get through to her, we save Bonnie's life. If not, at least I'll be with her when she dies. He said, also, I don't have a lot to live for over here. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, he said, I'm good if I get stuck there. I'm depressed anyway. Whatever happens, happens. Yeah. We go out to the woods. Caroline is digging. She has a bunch of little holes all over the place. (laughs) Stefan is watching her and he's drinking from a flask. And he says, oh, hey, is that an M&M right there? A little to the left. Oh, sorry. It's just a leaf. He drinks. Ha ha ha. She says, this is funny to you. And he says, well, we are in the middle of the woods searching for a teddy bear buried in a shallow grave by a nine-year-old version of you. I can't even say that with a straight face. So yeah, it is funny. Caroline says, you're drunk. Give me that. Uh, He pulls the flask away. He says, no, you have more ground to cover. And she says, you're a jerk. And he says, wow, you sound angry. And at first he's pissing me off because I'm like, why are you doing this to her? And I'm like, oh, it's it's a strategy. Okay. It's a tactic. She says, I'm not angry, okay? I'm just annoyed because I'm going through a highly emotional situation and you're just sitting there mocking me. And he says, yeah, you're definitely angry. And she says, I am not. But she says it angrily. Yeah. And he says, okay, well, you should be angry. Your mom is dying. Your best friend is stuck in some netherworld and you're sitting here trying to make it all better by finding a stuffed animal. She shoves him and she says, shut up. He says, does that make you feel better? She said, no. And he says, try again. And she shoves him and she says, screw you. And he says, that's good. Get it out. And she hits him with the shovel and takes his flask and drinks. As she should. Yeah. And then he knocks her to the ground by her knees. (laughs) They are laying next to each other. Her hair is splayed out just so. It's, It's a shot. Yeah. I'm sure this makes its way into edits. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) If you Google Sterline, which you shouldn't, but if you Google Sterline, this this shot comes up quite a bit. (laughs) Not like I would have ever Googled Sterline. Yeah, that doesn't sound like you. (laughs) She says, I cannot believe you just did that. And he says, you started it. Felt good, though, didn't it? She says, maybe a little. 
They smile at each other. They giggle. And I am shipping. It's it's giving very sterile. It's like, oh, we're getting closer and closer to a kiss, aren't we? It's really giving cutie. And it is good. I mean, this, I think, underscores. Finally, we see some information as to why Stefan is good for Caroline, because no one else in Caroline's life ever takes her emotional reactions at anything other than face value. Yeah. And she very much controls how this group sees her emotions. And Stefan is the only one who forces her to feel her feelings. Well, yeah, because everyone else is like, oh, Caroline's just doing stuff that she can control because it'll make her feel better. And Stefan's like, actually, that doesn't make her feel that much better. Like, yeah, it's a coping mechanism. It's not actually getting through anything. And she does it well, but she needs to be able to let it out. Yeah. In a controlled environment. I mean, he's he's good for her. That's all I'm going to say. No, I'm not fighting you on that. I know. <laughs> you don't have to win that. Co- I mean, obviously, I'm shipping Caroline, but that boat has left the station the train has left the station yeah the boat has left the dock (laughs) yeah it's that's not happening for me yeah and i'm choosing to believe that they end up together later down the line anyway right now i'm happy with sterile you can choose to believe whatever you want to choose to believe i i know it's incorrect but i'm sticking with it yeah we go over to the salvatore house kai is doing the spell for him and jeremy and kai is sweating can someone turn on a fan yeah i mean he's doing all this for you i know he's evil but let's keep him a little comfortable elena turns to damon and says i didn't know you and bonnie had a death pact of course they did i would make a death pact in that situation for sure yeah absolutely damon says it was my idea i thought of it after we watched the bodyguard for the billionth time i never thought she'd go through with it of course it was damon's idea yeah he's a sad sack (laughs) damon says i can't watch this and he goes upstairs elena follows him we go back over to duke Matt is sitting on a bench, no coat, no wallet, no phone. Shivering. (laughs) And Sarah walks by and says, hey, Ansel Adams. And he says, I have no idea who that is. He doesn't even know, like, the one artist you should know. She says, okay, well, where are you trying to go? And he says, Virginia, Mystic Falls. She says, Virginia? This is a campus bus. It has, like, five stops. (laughs) She's like, oh, you're really misinformed. (laughs) She says, the furthest you'll get is the Lennox Hospital. And he says, great. My buddy bailed on me and my phone and jacket are in his car. And Sarah says, this is why I don't visit animal shelters. What a rude thing to say to a person. (laughs) (laughs) She says, come on, I'll show you where you can catch a real bus. And he says, that'd be great. I'm freezing out here. She says, well, you know, there's a cafe on the way. We'll get a coffee. You can warm up. And he says, I should tell you my wallet's also in my jacket. And she says, how were you planning on paying for the bus? And he says, charm. (laughs) She laughs. She laughs and she says, where are you going to find that? (laughs) She says, in that case, I'll buy you a bus ticket to go with that coffee. And he says, thank you. (laughs) She said, get the fuck out of (laughs) here. She said, in that case, uh, I have somewhere to be. I can't help you. (laughs) We go over to the Salvatore house. Damon grabs the same bottle of bourbon that Bonnie's drinking. It's up in his room. And he says, our suicide bourbon. Bonnie and I made a pact. We'd drink this together. That's what I'm going to do. He takes a drink from the bottle. And then Elena takes the bottle and says, to you, Bonnie, and drinks. She's like, because I'm part of this. Damon said, I didn't say you could have any. Well, and I love this, the most expensive bottle of bourbon in the house, which maybe it was in 1994 and it's not now. And Damon keeps it in his room. He said, nobody else is touching this bitch. He said, this is mine. (laughs) Elena says, so is Kai right about me? By turning into a vampire, I completely changed. Girl, what do you remember? Because 
very little to do with Damon. Like, are we really doing this thing again? Like, yes, you changed when you became a vampire. Change is not, like, inherently bad. Yeah. Like, sorry you grew into not being such a fucking, I need to do everything the right way all the time, blah, 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 blah. Well, also, I mean, you know, we talked about this at length at the time. It wasn't just that she became a vampire that changed her. It was most of her friends and family dying. Yeah. And their lives changing. You're going to change regardless. Yeah. Now, like, did you get a sire bond, which was a big change? Which certainly pushed a direction, sure. But mostly it just enhanced your, like, grief. When it wasn't like you changed and just, like, left Stefan back where he was. Like, Stefan changed a lot, too. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, most of your falling in love was a time when Stefan was not, you know, really being his full self in the same way. Your breakup was not just about you. As with many things on this earth, Elena, other people are involved in things. Yeah. It's not your life and everyone else is just there. Yeah. Damon says, Kai's a psychopath. Don't let him get in your head. And he pours himself a drink. And Elena says, no, I'm not letting him get in my head. But do you ever think if I would... (laughs) But just one second. (laughs) But do you ever think about if I would still be with you if I was human? And... (laughs) Damon says, okay, we're doing this. (laughs) Obviously, Damon thinks about this. He is insecure. He thinks about this constantly. He was thinking about this right now. (laughs) She says, it's just a question, Damon. And Damon says, no. And she says, no, what? No, what? You asked a question. He answered it. (laughs) He says, no, I don't think we'd be together if you were still human. You had a choice. You chose Stefan. Human you was on your way back to him. Car went off the bridge. You turned. Suddenly, I was back in the picture. Another oversimplification. Yes. Here's the thing. I do think if she was still human, yes, she'd end up with Damon. We all watched the first three seasons of this show. It's not like she never flirted with Damon. She knew she was in love with him before she was a vampire, by the way. That's been officially confirmed. Yeah. So it might, I do think like if she didn't turn, would it have taken longer? Absolutely. Because there wouldn't be a sire bond. (laughs) But that car was always going down that road. We were going to reach a destination at some point. And the fact is, like, her and Stefan's relationship had been slowly, you know, falling apart. The fact that it was even a choice between Damon and Stefan while you're dating Stefan, it puts a little more weight on Damon being in the mix at all. Yes. And let's not forget in that time, it wasn't just Damon versus Stefan. It was Damon versus Stefan and Caroline and Bonnie and all their friends. And also Matt was in the car. Yeah. Let's all remember. Exactly. Elena says, I'm going to go check on Jeremy. But then she's stuck in the room. And she says, what is going on? And at first I was like, I knew Kai was going to double cross them. But no, it wasn't Kai this time. Yeah, yeah, he actually didn't. (laughs) We go over to the prison world and Jeremy says, okay, 1994, let's do this. (laughs) Which I'm sure is just a way to like tell the audience like, yes, he's in the prison world. But it's a funny line. Kai is with him. Kai says, where's the stupid map? Luckily, it's just sitting on the table. Yeah, makes it easy. Jeremy finds it and picks it up and he like looks at it for like a long second. And then he turns and says, it's working. And Kai says, open the map, find Nova Scotia. Kai's like, I don't want to do this forever. And because it is also like, he has to look at it, which I get there like showing us like to the camera. It's the Atlas. We're good. Like just start flipping. So then Jeremy does open to Nova Scotia and he says, got it. But then it falls through his hands and lands face down on the floor. But at least it moved. I was like, it's in a different place. 
Bonnie's going to notice that because nothing ever moves, which is. Yeah. A win is a win. Jeremy says, oh, Kai, do something. And we look at Kai and blood is appearing in his stomach. And Jeremy says, Kai. Which is like, damn, this spell is really fucking him up. (laughs) But it's not the spell. Then we go over to the salvage house and see what's happening. Kai wakes up to find that Liv has stabbed him with a fireplace poker. Now, Liv, girly, you wanted to kill Kai today. You came into this house. He's doing a spell. He is defenseless, essentially. How lucky. How lucky that he's sitting there completely defenseless. You could just kill him immediately. And you're going to stab him in the abdomen. Yeah. Shoot him. Snap his neck. I know you can magically snap his neck. You don't even have to touch him. Why do this? And it's because of the rage overtaking her. But it's like you're not handling this smartly. Yeah. Jeremy wakes up and he says, wait, no, what are you doing? Liv magically tosses Jeremy and Kai in the air. Kai groans. He's like, sis, that was harsh. Uh, She says, shut up. She does like a spell. It's like a high-pitched noise. Yeah. Kai uses a spell to get a fork into her neck. Fair enough. And then he grabs a little bottle of clear liquid. And based on his behavior with it, I think we're meant to believe it's like a tiny bottle of vodka or alcohol or something. Yeah. Even though it's a weird little bottle. Kai says, it's all coming back to me, Livy Poo. You know, the charge that races through your bones at the prospect of watching someone burn to death. She says, stop it. (laughs) She says, actually, I may have approached this badly. (laughs) (laughs) He says, I really miss that feeling. He like pours the liquid on her and then grabs a candle that is lit and he holds it up to her and she says, just kill me, Kai. You already killed my best friend. So just do it. Get it over with. And Kai seems to be hesitating. Mm hmm. Which is like, what's that about? Kai says, why can't I do this? And he says to himself, he's like, I don't care about you. Why can't I kill you? Come on, Kai, do it. And then he hits himself and then he says, come on, kill her. Then she gets the fork in his chest with, you know, a spell. He drops the candle and staggers back. Nothing catches fire. Jeremy, however, needs Kai right now. So he picks up a knife and throws it at Liv's shoulder and pulls the fork out of Kai. Mm Mm-hmm. Upstairs, Damon and Elena are listening to all this. And Damon says, what the hell is happening? And Elena says, Liv's trying to kill Kai. We get a good shot of her, like, actively listening to it. It's like, you guys figured it out. Good job. Yeah. Damon calls out for Jeremy, but Jeremy is with Kai, getting him away from Liv. Walks him into the kitchen. Kai is looking pretty weak. And Jeremy says, send me back, please. And Kai says, look at me. I'm half dead. And Jeremy says, I need to stop Bonnie, please. And Kai says, okay. And he does the spell. You can see he's feeling like emotional for Bonnie. Yeah. Because he does feel a little bad he left her there, I think. Empathy's got hands. Empathy's getting his ass. Fucking Luke has hands. Look at him pulling shit out. Yeah, Luke said, I'm not going down without a fight, bitch. (laughs) In the prison world, Bonnie is almost done with a bottle of bourbon. Kai and Jeremy watch. She says, cheers to making it this far. She's crying, but she finishes her glass and she says, okay, I think it's time I cut myself off. Yeah, because she's like gagging through this last glass. She's like, I don't want this. Barely eating any of her cake. Mm -hmm. She grabs the bottle and throws it angrily and then she walks away. And Jeremy says to Kai, like, oh, stay here while he follows her. Now, if I'm Kai, I'm following. Oh, no, I'd, I'd stay there. I'd take a little, you know, rest. Yeah, hang out. In the woods, Caroline and Stefan finally sit up after laying on the ground being friendly. Caroline says, well, I think I got all the catharsis out of this that I'm going to get. Let's go home. (laughs) And then Stefan says, all right. Oh, wait a minute. What's that? And she says, shut up. And he says, no, I'm really serious. Like, is that an ear? And it is an ear. She goes up 
and she pulls Miss Cuddles out of the ground. She says, Cuddles? And he says, I'm sure we can clean her up. You know, make her as good as new. And Caroline says, yeah. And then she's like brushing things off and she accidentally pulls the head off the body. And at first, you're not sure how she's going to react. And Stefan looks terrified that this is going to be a breaking point. Yeah, Stefan's like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. Stefan says, I've been in a situation like this before. That would send me over the edge. (laughs) At first, she looks like she's about to cry, but then she laughs. And he laughs too. And he's like, oh, thank God. (laughs) He said, okay. And they look at each other in a very loaded way. Yeah. For a second, it really looks like they're going to kiss. I was like, there's no way they're going to kiss this early, but it looks like they're going to kiss. But then she turns away. She's kind of sad. And then she kind of starts to cry. And she says, I'm sorry. And then he hugs her and she cries. And yet again, I am shipping. Sterling fans eating. This is actually a meal for once. Mmm, yummy. I know, Sterling B plot. I dreamed of times like this. <laughs> we go over to the Salvatore house. Liv is back up. And it's like, oh, good. It's like you again. She says, Kai, get out here. Girl, there's only so many rooms in the house. You go find him. Why would he come out there? You're going to kill him. (laughs) She knocks over a table and Damon says, oh, she's right below us. Liv says, you can't hide from me. Elena says, what are you doing? Damon walks to a fireplace in their room and kicks the bricks in because it's right above the fireplace downstairs. Mm -hmm. Liv hears that rubble and walks to the fireplace. Because she thinks maybe Kai's hiding in there. Yeah, I don't know. Damon grabs the bottle of suicide bourbon. And says, you know, I said I was saving this for something special. Throws the bottle down the chimney. There is a fire going downstairs. And the fire, like, blows up. And it knocks Liv back like a shot in a Quentin Tarantino movie. It is insane the way she's blown back. She gets so much height on this. It's insane. <laughs> she, it is like, ow. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> and then suddenly Elena can leave the room. And Damon follows. Because I'm sure... Liv was a little distracted by being burned to keep that spell going. We go over to the prison world. Jeremy follows Bonnie to the garage. And he's like, oh, no. Well, she has like a pouch with her. So I was like, does she have a gun? (laughs) But no, we don't really know what that is. (laughs) No, it's the video camera. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, sorry. It looked like a pouch at first. I know, but not a pouch. (laughs) He he he. Now who remembers things? (laughs) Bonnie closes the garage door. So Jeremy sees where the day is going. She starts Damon's car, and she sits down. She has the video camera. Nice, relaxing way to go. Can't blame her for this one. Yeah, this is simple, elegant. And this car is old, so you know there ain't no regulations on emissions. There's a lot of shit coming out of that tailpipe. (laughs) Jeremy says, come on, you don't want to do this. Just turn off the car, Bonnie. You can't die. Of course, Bonnie can't hear him. She records herself, and she says, it's probably a waste of time recording anything, but Damon, Elena whoever, you find this and you figure out how to work this stupid thing. Please tell everyone I'm sorry. Tell them I tried. I really tried to make it work. You know, I just miss too much. I miss saying hi to strangers, ordering dinner at a restaurant, laughing with my friends, but spending every day here alone with no one to talk to, going weeks without speaking, it's it's just the loneliness. I can't take it. And I only know one way to turn it off. I'm sorry. And she's fucking acting. Oh, yeah. Cat Graham Emmy Wen. Giving. Love her. Jeremy touches her hand and she says, oh, Jeremy. <laughs> she forgot she didn't say anything there. <laughs> she doesn't see him, even though he is touching her. So I think he's just holding his hand near her. Yeah. Like, I don't think he's actually touching her. Um, She says, I hope you're living your life with no regrets. I hope you fight for the life you want and don't ever give up on yourself. 
and stay strong. He said, oh, I gave up on myself months ago. Yeah, (laughs) too late. (laughs) And then after she says stay strong, she's like, oh, wait, that's something my Graham said. And then it's like she just realized that she should stay strong. Yeah. She coughs. She says stay strong. She turns off the recording and she coughs and she's trying to get up, but she's weak. Yeah, because that that car is moving. That carbon monoxide is coming. Yeah. Jeremy says, come on, Bonnie, get up. And she crawls. She says, I'm going to stay strong. I'm not going to die in this place. Jeremy tries to open the garage door. He can't physically interact, but then he is able to touch the garage button and open the garage door. Now, of course, he's in the smoke. She has carbon monoxide poisoning. If she could see him based on that, she's not taking it to heart. Yeah, because the light is coming from the garage door. It's overwhelming her senses. And she's pretty loopy from the carbon monoxide. So, like, I think she gets a glimpse of him, but she's probably like, wow, my brain gave me a nice hallucination. Yeah. We go back over to the Salvatore house. Elena and Damon find Jeremy and Kai in the kitchen. They try to wake each of them up, but they're kind of knocked out. So Damon gives Kai some vampire blood and heals him. So he wakes up. And then Jeremy wakes up and he says, I'm okay. And Elena says, Bonnie, is she? And Jeremy says, I saw her. You want to give us more information about what you saw? Yeah, did you see her in a good way? Did you see her not kill herself or did you see her kill herself? (laughs) Jeremy says she's going to be okay. Elena and Damon smile. A little bit later, Elena is starting to clean up the mess. She has the tiniest broom and dustpan you've ever seen. She's not making any headway on all this broken glass. Where'd she get that broom and dustpan? The dollar spot at Target? (laughs) Literally. Jeremy walks in and Elena says, oh, I might be able to salvage a piece of cake if you're interested. And Jeremy says, I don't think Bonnie would want us to let cake go to waste. Again, with the like, of course she likes cake. Everyone likes cake. Well, and also like, I think she'd be okay wasting this cake that's covered in shreds of glass. Yeah, I think she'd make an exception. (laughs) They pick Miss Cuddles out of the rubble. Shake all the glass off her. (laughs) Yeah. Jeremy says, I get what she was going through why she'd want to end it, feeling trapped and alone, every day is the same. It's a sweet sentiment, but you don't really get it. Yeah. You can imagine, but you can't really have the same experience. He says, you know, disappointment, misery, go to sleep and wake up and do it all over again. But she's not the only one that's trapped. Leave it to the Gilberts to make it about them. (laughs) No. (laughs) Elena says, Jeremy, I know what you've been going through. Also, not particularly true, because... Some people chose to keep their memories and deal with the grief rather than, you know, a stupider approach. I won't say which is which. Jeremy says, don't tell me I got to be strong because that's her favorite thing to say. (laughs) Yeah. She says, actually, I was going to say it's okay to move on. Bonnie decided to save herself. And from what you told me, I think she wants you to do the same. Go to art school. We'll all help you find the life you want and be happy. Jeremy says, what about you? And Elena says, I'll be fine, I promise. Like, just get out of here and don't look back. Because they said, look, we can't kill Jeremy because we don't need her to burn down another house. But we're not really fucking with him right now. Yeah, we don't really have any plot lines for him. Can we send him back to Denver? No, let's give him something else. Do you think he still draws? (laughs) We can say he does. (laughs) Who's going to correct us? (laughs) We go over to Whitmore. Liv wakes up in her dorm room and Tyler's there. She says, how did I get back here? And Tyler says, well, first, I woke up on the floor. Guess a pillow would have been too much to ask for. Which he does have a point there. She could have given him a pillow. She could have put him on the bed. (laughs) 
He says, and when I figured out where you'd gone, I raced over to the Salvador house only to find you unconscious. I convinced Elena to give you some of her blood. So Elena was just going to let her die. <laughs> Elena was like, I don't really give a fuck what happens to her. She can wake up when she wants. Yeah. Tyler says, and now that I see you're okay, I never want to see you again. Finally. Liv and Tyler break up. I prayed for times like this. <laughs> Liv says, Tyler, wait. And he says, you lied to me. And she says, I never wanted to hurt you. And he says, you lied to me. She says, calm down. She said, it was one lie. <laughs> he says, I'm not going to calm down. I would have done anything for you. And you chose death over me. And then he leaves. And I just got to say, isn't that how Caroline felt? Yeah. When you chose to go be killed by Klaus instead of be with her? Yeah. Taste of your own medicine. Interesting. Just interesting. It's just interesting how life teaches us lessons when it wants to. Maybe uh, let's take this time, Tyler, and reflect on how we treated people and how we would like to be treated. But let's also take this time as listeners of the podcast, Watchers of Vampire Diaries, to celebrate the fact that this dumbass couple broke up. <laughs> yeah, this is this is maybe the worst couple we've ever seen. And I'm including Matt and Caroline in that I list. <laughs> At least like Matt and Caroline didn't kill for each other. So all this, Liv killed a dude for him. And she still said, no, I'm not listening to any input you have. I'd rather die than go on the run with you, she said. Yeah. We go over to Duke. Matt gets in the car with Enzo. And Enzo says, how was your little coffee date? You fancy her, don't you? Matt says, what was the point of this? (laughs) Matt's like, what did I spend all day doing this for? And I'm asking the same question. And Enzo says, you were a test. I wanted to see what kind of person the last remaining Salvatore really is. I mean, she's she's a photographer. He's a student at Duke. I think that gives you a good amount of information. Yeah. Enzo says, she spurned your comically inept attempts to charm her and yet proved to be a good Samaritan when you needed assistance. On a scale of 1 to 10, I'd say her purity rate's about 9.5. When I'm through with her, she'll be a 1. That's a pretty high rating for paying one bus fare, but who am I? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not to be a hater. Yeah. Matt says, so what? You're going to compel her to be bad? And Matt says that like it's a stupid plan because it would be. Yeah. Enzo says, don't make it sound dumb. Enzo, if nothing else, knows how to get revenge. Enzo says, I'm not going to compel her. I want Sarah to know everything she did was of her own free will. I'm going to insinuate myself into her life. Make her do things she'd never dream of doing until she begs me to make her a vampire. Stefan thought he could protect her. I'm going to show him how wrong he is. Now listen, do I think this is helpful at all to Enzo's cause? Do I think this is healthy revenge? No. But it is effective revenge for what he wants to do to Stefan, so I do have to approve of that. Yeah. It's kind of a weird use of his time. Yeah. But... It will get Stefan. Mm-hmm. And I said this. I said, Enzo's going to fuck that girl. Yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, I'm sorry. It's There's a reason that that's an obvious choice to do. Because it works. Yeah. Enzo is not the type of guy who's going to come up with a really elaborate, crazy revenge scheme. He's going to say, I'm going to turn your girlfriend into a vampire. It's a classic for a reason. Yeah. I'm going to fuck your great niece and then turn her into a vampire. Yeah. It worked when fucking Damon did that to Isabel. 
Although Isabel kind of wanted to be a vampire anyway. He didn't have to do much. But yeah. it's still, still got to look pretty mad. Yeah. We go over to the Salvatore house. Damon is cleaning up the fireplace uh, in his room, the one who kicked in. And Elena comes in. And Damon says, oh, so Jeremy's applying to art school. Might want to compel him a decent portfolio because he ain't that great. <laughs> he has opinions. <laughs> and Elena says, don't be mean. <laughs> he needs to move on with his life. And so do I. And Damon says, I'm not sure I'm a fan of that transition. Yeah. Damon's like, mm? what kind of move on? Yeah. She says, I've made some huge mistakes in my life. Being with you wasn't one of them. What was the point of getting all these memories erased if he, if he, if he got you back in like two episodes? Yeah. Oh my God, she pisses me off. She says, yes, I had a lurk compel away my love for you. And yes, I did love Stefan once. The night I died, Matt was driving me back to him, and yet I found my way back to you. Damon, I somehow always find my way back to you. It doesn't matter if I have memories or not. It doesn't matter if I'm a vampire or not. She recognizes that though she thought he was a serial killer a month ago, she's already obsessed with him again. She's like, damn, if this worked this time, it certainly worked last time. I'm confident now that I did fall in love with you of my own volition. Yeah, this this does sound like me, actually. Yeah. Damon says, you're just saying that because you can't change what you are. And she says, no, Damon, I don't care what human me would have done because she's not here. I am. Great mindset. Wish you had had this at the beginning of season four. Yeah, because everyone else saw that. She says, and if the past is a place without you and me together, then let's stop living in it. Now, she's not living in the past because she doesn't remember it. Even if she were living in the past, she wouldn't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, how can you tell? And then he kisses her and they get ready to absolutely have sex. Good for them. Enjoy it, kids. Just stop fucking talking about it. I was a little tired of the of the back and forth. So I'm glad we're just doing it. Yeah, I understand. You got to kind of give the couple obstacles. Just leave these two together at this point, okay? We're, we're done with the funny little... Oh, we're not good for each other. Blah, blah. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Go have sex. Yeah. We're good. I ship it. I don't I don't need to be convinced. Stop making it hard for me to ship it. They're no worse for each other than they are for anyone else on this show. Who else is Damon going to date? Let's be so fucking honest. And who else should Elena date? No one. Look, Damon loves Elena. Love that he gets who he wants. Elena, all love girl, you're insufferable. So yeah. you should be happy that you have someone up your ass like this, okay? Because I know you wouldn't expect anyone not up your ass. It's very hard because I do think there's a lot of hate for Elena um, in the fandom. And when you're watching the early seasons, it's like, oh, that's not really fair. She's just doing her best. But once you get to season six, it's like, oh my God, shut the fuck up. And it's like, I'm trying to respect you, Elena. I really am. But stop fucking talking. <laughs> You're making it so hard. Her compelling away the memories was obnoxious enough. But her never shutting the fuck up about it is so much worse. It's like, how are you still talking about this you don't remember? Yeah. Like, how is every day you have to discuss this? Damon got over it. Like, just be together. I just can't. I'm glad you're back together because I'm distracted. I've got other couples to ship. I would like to see Caroline fall in love. I'm waiting for Bonnie to get the fuck out so she can kiss Enzo. I've got things to do. It's getting dire. Yeah. 
Bonnie is still in the prison world. Can you guys be together so then we can get this little storyline wrapped up so we can move to that storyline where she gets out? <laughs> I can't do this anymore. I've had it. I've had it. <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> we go downstairs. Jeremy is staring at a crumbled blank art school application. So he clearly took it out of the trash, even though you could just print a new one. You don't yeah. have to take the one out of the trash. <laughs> The school he's applying for is the Santa Fe Art Academy. And we have to notice the logo has a wolf. What do you read into that? I I read into that that I don't think Jeremy will be the only one going to Santa Fe. I think Tyler will be joining him. Interesting. Because Tyler broke up with his girlfriend, who was like the one thing that was tying him to anyone. So I think he could move... Or, you know, I think there's some connection to Tyler because I've said it for so long. Tyler's turning into a wolf again. You still think that. So when do you think that will happen? Do you have a do you have an over-under? We gotta be at the near the end of the Parker chapter. I would say five like under five episodes. That might be a little soon, but I think like I think if Tyler doesn't trigger that curse again, he's not really getting any plot lines. Yeah. Do you think we know the person who Tyler's going to kill, or do you think it's going to be a rando? That's a good question. I think we know. I I think he could end up killing one of the Parkers. I don't think he'd kill Kai, though. That would be kind of crazy for him. Why would he kill Liv? That's what you seem to be implying. On accident? He crashes his car into her. <laughs> I don't know. I think it would be dramatic to kill someone we know, but I don't think Tyler has the... Like, I don't think he has a reason... Or the gumption to kill anyone we know for a reason. Yeah. Maybe Sarah Salvatore. So do you think he's going to kill someone on accident or on purpose? On accident or like his hand is forced where he has to kill someone. Sure. Like, I don't think he's like committing first degree murder. Okay. But I just think the wolf logo seems kind of damning. Okay. I hear that. Elsewhere, Caroline is fixing up the old Miss Cuddles. Stefan comes up and he brings two glasses of bourbon. He hands her one and she drinks the entire thing. So he hands her the second one too. He says, you can have mine, queen. Yeah. I live to serve. (laughs) Yeah. Need me a man like that. (laughs) He said, anything for you, girl. (laughs) Upstairs, Damon and Elena are laying in bed. Clearly post-sex. Love for them. We go back over to the prison world. Bonnie is drinking some water. At first, it looks like she's having some post-suicide attempt wine. Yeah. Just like, girl, aren't you drunk enough? <laughs> yeah. But it's water. Uh, and then she notices that the atlas is face down on the ground. So she picks it up to look at it. Mm-hmm. And she sees it's Nova Scotia. He's got the marina labeled. He's got the time for low tide noted. Mm-hmm. And she says, Nova Scotia. Damon, you're a genius. So it worked. It worked. In the morning, we see her take a bag, pack the car, put on sunglasses and drive away. And that's the end of the episode. And it's like, come on, Bonnie. Come back to us, girl. When do you think Bonnie is going to get out of the prison world? Next episode. Let's try it again. Let's try it. Why not? Let's hope for the best. (laughs) Let's try that guess one more time. (laughs) That brings us to the end of this week's episode. As always, if you are enjoying Vampire Diaries and or Doppelgangers, please tell your friends and give us five stars rating review on Apple and Spotify podcasts. And follow us on Instagram at Doppelgangers Podcast. But that's it for this week. Until next week, goodbye, brother. Goodbye, brother.